0: Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes.
1: We float high above Daggerford, looking down upon the bustling city. AC the Owl glides into view as it scans the rooftops and busy streets with its keen eyes. We descend down onto the open market square and see workers erecting colorful flags around a newly built stage. Our view then turns east as we swoop down a street packed with people going about their day. And then we see, standing in the middle of the street, Sir Istival and our heroes. They stand in front of a building looking upon its for rent sign. Let's listen in as our heroes contemplate their future in Daggerford. All right, so we left off last time with you guys going to the apartment that uh, Sir Istival found for you. And when you got there you discovered that it was in the trade of tools building and you learned that the previous occupant the shop owner uncle frank had recently passed away and, that the, uh, and the rumor was that he had died of exhaustion. So the store and the apartment above the store uh, is now for rent. So you guys are outside the building here with Sir Istafil discussing whose fault it was that he died because of that cursed object.
0: We and just he- know he died and Jake feels horrible because everybody's <laughs> giving him a shit about it. So he does. He feels bad because... He knows, he knows that it's truly the DM's fault, but... That is true. He, he, knows, he knows that when he left, the guy was doing okay. And the next thing you know, the DM, the, or the GM, Godman, is yelling down from the skies, saying that he killed him with his cursed Cthulhu-looking uh, idol. And so if he did, and he contemplates this stuff, but you know, look... Jake, one thing that we've learned about Jake, right? Despite despite his writings that make him seem so, you know, uh, thoughtful, he kind of is very reactionary, right? Um, so he wanted to sell this thing. He was being a total dumbass goofball, and he made a little money. But look, he made a bad decision, and uh, he's a human.
2: And the DM did contribute to the demise of said trade of tools owner. Yes. Well it's a world of consequences. Yes, and that's the one thing
1: Jake knows well. <laughs> yeah, so your your actions have consequences.
2: You could have said that he noticed it and decided to dispose of it. Mm.
3: But you He decided to buy it, so that would suggest that he he was unsuspecting. He was trusting in the seller. I mean, after well, all, who the would said ever
0: suspect Jake to sell him a cursed, a cursed thing? The cleric, a cleric. The man of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A guy who like chants about, oh, I'm for the people. I'm for the people. I would never harm anybody who was good. Right. So he had maybe, but he didn't know him that well. It's, <laughs> it's the DM's fault. <laughs> he didn't know that well. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Alright, so
1: as you're discussing this A side door of the building opens up And out walks a sharply dressed uh, Brown-haired human female And hanging from her shoulder is like a leather satchel And it's stuffed with scrolls And she notices Sir Estival And she smiles and walks up to you guys Ah, Sir Estival, you're here These must be the apartment seekers you were telling me about It's so nice to finally meet you
0: and it's nice to meet you, too.
1: Oh, thank you. My name is Dina Filvendorsen. Dina? Dina
3: Filvendorsen? Are you related to Falarian Filvendorsen? Uh, A name who's... I cannot get out of my head. That sort of rumbles in my mind when I try to sleep at night. I hear it comes back to me over and over again. Falarian Filvendorsen. And
1: I
0: poke him I poke him in the ribs with my elbow. hmm Manners,
1: boy, manners! No, that's all right. I get that a lot. Falarian is my brother.
0: Yeah. Oh. And are you the owner of this establishment?
1: Oh, no. I, I just manage many of the rental properties here in Daggerford for the Duke.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. Is electricity covered?
1: She gives you a confused look. Electricity? (laughs) What is this electricity you speak of? I know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to trip you up. (laughs) Does it have an indoor privy? Why, yes. In fact, it has two. Oh, my. The lap of luxury.
0: Oh, nice.
2: I have been digging a hole in the woods for all these long weeks. (laughs) We don't need that TMI, buddy. No TMI.
0: Are there bedrooms that do not have a window? With a balcony underneath it where we can be stabbed to death in our sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she looks over at Sir Estival and raises her eyebrows. And he and he just shrugs. I don't
2: know. Okay, excuse me. I'm gonna push Jake off to the side. Sorry, Dina. Sorry. What are you he hasn't doing? had his what medicine yet today. Excuse me. <laughs> Shut up. Dina, I apologize. I apologize for my friend here. He has some problems.
1: Oh, there's nothing to apologize for. All questions are welcome. There are no stupid
2: questions. Does it have a flagpole? Does it have a little flagpole that comes off the side of the building?
1: Oh, uh, and she she turns back and looks at the
2: building. Uh, nope, no flagpoles. Okay, no flagpole. Okay, I'm taking notes. No <laughs> flagpole. No flagpole. I'm happy flag you're agency. so concerned we'll about see. the
0: infrastructure, <laughs> I use.
2: Why? Oh, I, I know. I want to put a flag out there so people know, so the ninjas know we're here. What? You hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put. Esmer's got an idea. We're gonna put the wanted sign on a flagpole outside of our apartment, so all the ninjas know where we live. That'll just mess with their brains. Isn't there a
3: sign that says trade of tools? We'll just tack it up there.
2: Yeah, those guys live here, all assassins welcome. Windows unlocked. So in
0: other words, we're never allowed to have a long rest again.
2: She looks
1: over at Sir Saristival again like, I don't know if this was a good idea. Yeah. You know what? This conversation's getting a little strange. It is. A little out of my wheelhouse, as they say. So let me just uh, pull out my notes here, and then I can show you around.
2: Okay, show us around, Dina. Show us around.
1: Well, let me start with the neighborhood. It's centrally located, so you have a, you know, quick and easy commute to all the shops and taverns and shrines. So everything's close by. And uh, this is a quiet street. I live next to the marketplace. and Let me tell you, it's very noisy. Mm. And uh, let's see, oh, you've got some great neighbors. Right behind the building is Lord Flotian's residence. Mm. I mean, who doesn't want to live next to an elf lord? Am I right? Oh, boy. <laughs> and then uh, Curran Corvalet lives just a couple buildings down. He's pretty much a celebrity here in Daggerford. So you could be rubbing elbows with all types of famous folk. Uh, Who? Is he more famous than those guys? Well, he's been here longer, and he's pretty much a cornerstone of the community. Uh, Curran Kurglin?
2: Curran. Corin, you know, our halfling friend. Curran. Yeah, but Curran. He's, he's missing. And is missing. How does that? How is that a selling point? Yeah, one of your neighbors is missing. It's a great neighborhood. How, what are you doing, Dina? What are you doing? No,
1: I didn't. I didn't know he was missing. Uh, I should uh, probably <laughs> scratch that off my notes.
2: <laughs> yeah, you might want to take that off of your little bullet points there.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, um, how about we go inside and take a look at the apartment?
0: Okay. What a grand idea.
1: All right, so she takes you guys through like a side door next to the storefront, and you guys head up the stairs to the second floor. All right, once again, uh, the first floor is the storefront, which is a separate rental, and the apartment is the top two floors. Now, don't mind the mess. Uh, The previous owner was kind of a pack rat, maybe a little bit of a hoarder. Um, but we managed to, uh, clear out most of his things and we auctioned them off a couple of days ago, but it's still a little dusty, you know, and it does need a little TLC,
3: hence the low rent. So what was the guy's name? Um. Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. hmm Where did you, where did, uh, the former tenant end up? Is there a graveyard nearby where he was buried or
2: <laughs> was he, question. was he,
3: you know, what do you call it, uh.
2: Is he in the floorboards? And they go out Viking funeral style. You know what I mean? Sorry, Dina. We, we, we ask a lot of questions.
1: Oh, that's quite all right. I'm here to answer your questions. Now, I believe he was buried in the Daggerford Cemetery that's just outside Farmer's Gate. Oh, okay.
3: Poor Dina. Uh, you know, I knew him.
1: I thought I'd pay my respects one day. And then you guys uh, arrive at the second floor, and she opens a door, and she's like, here we are the first floor of the apartment. You can see it's very spacious. It has an open floor design, lots of potential, lots of windows for natural light. There's a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, a large pantry, and a bathroom. And then there's like a little workshop there in the corner, but you could turn it into whatever you need. And then upstairs are the bedrooms and another bathroom. Nice. It's quite large, a steal for the price. What is the price? That's yeah, only 60 gold a month. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. Mm. Excuse
2: me, Dina?
3: You know how many Dina? orcs I gotta kill to get 60 gold?
2: <laughs> Dina, does it come with the dead animal heads on the wall?
3: Uh,
1: well, like I said, uh, he had a lot of stuff and we weren't able to clear
2: it all out. Because you need to get those out of here. Oh, sure. Because that's disgusting. And for that, I should, we should at least get it down to 50 gold a month for <laughs> having to have murdered animals hanging on the walls. That's ridiculous.
1: But the trophies can come off the walls, you know, and go into the dumpster.
2: Yeah, but are it doesn't matter. It's there, it's like, oh yeah, there used to be a cemetery here, but we yeah. put a little house on top of it. <laughs> oh, but we're going to not give you a discount. That's just ridiculous.
1: Well, you're already getting quite a discount because of the uh, apartment's condition. I mean, once you clean it up, it'll be high living here on High Street.
2: Mm. High living. You're giving us a dead guy's apartment and the same next door to a guy who's missing his apartment. <laughs> and you're telling me that's a good yeah. deal.
3: I mean, the guy, he died under mysterious circumstances, I hear.
2: Dina. Yes. Dina. Yes. I think you're playing
1: games here. Oh, well, I don't play games. I'm a licensed Realtor.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Have you met a Realtor that's honest? Well. (laughs) Never. It's okay, Dina. Don't worry about it. Just keep going on with your spiel.
1: All right, so the staircase continues up to the top floor. And up here, there are four bedrooms and another bathroom and even more storage. It's
2: ginormous. It's huge.
0: I mean, that first floor is huge. We can have our own tavern going on.
2: Okay, Jake, slow down. Those guys place. Or maybe maybe a reading room for your book club, Jake.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea. And look, we can make you a little music room. And you can have we'll set Dude, you up I a stage.
2: Out. You could jam. jam you can get right Jerry here. over. I could jam get, out right here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you could hook up with Jerry and start a band. The That's the cool. Jesmeres.
2: The Jesmears? okay I think you should leave the naming things to the gnome and the rest (laughs) of you guys just shut up oh my god
0: is that a little, what, is that the bathroom or is that like a little, yeah, that's a bathroom on the second that's floor? A bathroom, yeah. Mm-hmm. With a tile floor? Yes, yes, that's a that's beautifully nice. tiled floor. That's nice. Yes, I, it's I, very swanky. I especially love the wooden basin as a tub. That's <laughs>
2: fantastic. <laughs> what is this little, what is this little thing on the bathroom floor here? looks kind of mm. like a dog. Oh
1: my goodness, <laughs> is. it's a dog,
0: boy.
2: Esmir?
0: Forget it, Dina. Forget it. My God, it is. It's the curtain. We're leaving. There's two dolls. We cut
3: to a shot outside the shop and we see a flaming doll arc out the window.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. All right. um, I like the place. Our good friend, Phil Vendorsen. Excellent.
1: So what do you guys think? Should we sign some contracts?
3: I will take it.
2: Wait. Eight. And I kick him in the shin. <laughs> hey, you gotta negotiate. What's the matter well, with
0: but you? Sixty-three ways is twenty apiece. I could do the math. Per month? I mean per per three ten day? Per for three ten days. Yes.
2: <laughs> I don't know, um, Dina. I think it should be a little bit cheaper. What can you do for us?
1: I don't know. This is a this is a pretty hot neighborhood right now. I heard that Daggerthrust Ales might be moving their breweries onto the street.
0: Ah, you see, they're gentrifying. <laughs> As we know, this is what happened to that place called Wicker Park. Gentrifications, mm. so Rent goes through the roof is what happens. Mm. We'll take it.
1: <laughs> Excellent. And she uh, reaches into her bag and she pulls out a scroll and unfurls it onto the table. All right. Uh, What do you guys think? A year lease or a half year lease?
2: Uh, Half a year, because we might be dead by that, you know, a year. (laughs) We might not be alive. We could be dead next week. Yeah. You never know. I've already died five times this month. The DM likes to try and kill us at least once a month. So let's just, just, just go, yeah, let's just do the six months.
1: Excellent. And she starts pulling out a quill and some ink. And she's like, all right, so that'll be 360 gold.
2: Wait, 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 wait. We got to pay all three. Wait, Dana.
3: It's all six months in advance.
1: You don't
2: pay all six months in advance. Where are you from?
1: I, I'm from Daggerford. That's not the real She's wants.
0: not charging us a security deposit.
2: <laughs> no, we're not paying up front, my friend. We're going to give you the first month's rent, the last month's rent. And then each month we're going to pay you the rent. Don't be silly. How much do we owe you?
1: Uh, Ah, 120 gold.
2: Each? No. No, total. Oh.
3: That's for the six-month lease.
1: I wanted 360, but Esmir. Esmir
2: talked some sense into you. (laughs) Your schemes. Right
0: on. So we owe you 40 apiece, which leaves me 1,299. All right,
1: everyone subtract 40 gold, and you guys all sign the scroll, and you guys now have your very own place in Daggerford. House of those guys. And Sir Istival's like, phew.
2: What was that for, Isti? The... <laughs> I
1: know, I know.
2: We're a lot of work. That's so rude. That's so rude. Oh, this rude. place
1: will be lovely in no time. You'll get it all fixed up and we'll practically be neighbors.
2: We're still coming over for breakfast, though. Don't think we're not.
1: Oh, that's fine. You know, until you get settled.
2: <laughs> no, every day.
3: Maybe we need to stop by the lizard's gizzard and hire one of the the unfortunate uh, people there as our house uh, person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <People> clean, <laughs> and make us food. <laughs> like uh,
2: Stina. You know, we need our own Stina.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
2: What? Or a Stino. We could do a Stino. I'd oh, the Stina. yeah, I guess that's you true. I'd rather prefer a stino.
1: A stino. Yeah. Hey, it's a me, stino. <laughs> it's hey, a me,
2: stino. Stino, make me a summer spaghetti. Okay? I'll make you the best pasta you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> this the dagger forest. Yeah, we do. We should look for it, and then the person could stay in the room.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? It's a lot to manage because then all of a sudden there's this then he's got his own story where he steals from us and stuff and then we got to come back we got to hunt him down are you saying that they're going to steal
2: from us Because yeah
0: I think that we need to (laughs) we need to quadruple lock the front
3: door we're already going to have a hard time hiring somebody with that assassin's welcome sign
0: (laughs) Yes.
2: no because why would it's the safest place in town
3: oh yes yes of course no stray arrows aimed at us would ever hit Astino.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every person, yeah. every person you hire is dead when you come home.
2: Uh oh, <laughs> gotta get a new housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get
0: a new housekeeper. They say, Again, right. they
3: say he worked himself okay. to
2: death. Exhaustion.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get Astino. That's that's cool. He we'll we'll have Astino
2: one. Steno 2.0.
3: Hey, call dibs on the room, catty corner to the bathroom.
2: Okay, that's cool because, yeah, we don't want to be by the bathroom. I don't want to be, I want to be completely diagonally away from the bathroom. <laughs>
0: you know, uh, Jake needs the, no the
2: bathroom the furthest,
3: nearby. Furthest corner away.
0: Jake's <laughs> going to take the one directly across from the bathroom. Uh, there you so go. so he can, uh, well, just be close to he the bathroom. gets up a lot in the yeah. middle of the night. He does. He does. Gets up a few times in the middle of the night.
3: Well, then you know what? I will I will take the room with the bear rug because it's got a big old king-sized bed in there. Yeah. You know. Sure. And the furthest one away from the bathroom is the one right next to
0: it. So, Esmer, you're taking the one directly above that one, I would assume? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. That's got like a twin. You could fit. That's like a king do you. It's a
3: full Yeah, the twin is in the room I picked first. Guys. Changed my mind. I don't want no twin, man. Save that for Elric when he gets back. Yeah, you could sleep in the twin.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is go up to the moose head that's hanging on my wall, and I'm going to rip it down, and I'm going to (laughs) bring it over to the cobweb pantry over by the staircase, whatever that storage closet. I'm just going to Squeak the door open a little bit and toss the sucker inside and close the door. (laughs) There's already
3: a moose head in there.
0: You zoom in. Well, now it's got two. (laughs) Now it's got two. All right. So you guys got your very own those guys headquarters. So what are you going to do now? I don't know, man. I'm afraid. Like being in, in such a huge place... There's something that feels safe when you're kind of together in the one little dungeon spot, right? And you're hidden and you're like looking out for each other's backs while the others sleep. All of a sudden we've got this gigantic apartment with separate bedrooms. There's just too much (laughs) of the um, separate kind of uh, divide and conquer happening against us, it seems. I think Jake's scared.
2: It's just an apartment, bro. It's just an (laughs) apartment. It's just an
0: apartment, bro.
2: It's not a spooky house. It's not a dungeon. There's no arrow slits. It's okay, Jake. (laughs) You guys
1: are going to wake up (laughs) and find Jake crawled into your bed snuggling with you.
3: (laughs) I heard a noise.
1: I heard something outside my window. (laughs) I hate windows. That's not a pillow.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. What are we doing?
2: Well, we already told Sir Istival, and there's going to be some sort of meeting, right?
1: Right. And then there's the big festival tomorrow, in your oh. honor. All right. So big party tomorrow.
0: Oh. Right.
2: And you know nothing uh, nothing eventfuls can happen at the festival.
0: Yes, nothing at all. So maybe nothing we should at stay all. in. It's just be boring. Because if we go to the if we go to the tavern, it just kind of like wears out our welcome before we even get a party thrown for us.
1: <laughs> you can go shopping. We could go shopping.
2: We have to go shopping. We have to go to the Bed Bath and later on, and well
3: beyond the
2: bath, Bed Bath and Albion.
1: Yeah, you can get some new stuff for your apartment
2: get some new stuff, get like a little cup holder. It did occur to me that
3: Lord Albion might want to know what happened to his son.
2: Yes. Dear Lord Albion, sorry we lost your son. Can you send us some servants? (laughs) (laughs) Esmir, Jake, and Cullen. I think that covers it, guys. Where's the raven? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess we go shopping.
2: Yeah, let's go shopping.
1: Let's go shopping. Okay, sounds good. You guys got some fresh
2: gold to spend? Oh, maybe we should go visit uh, the old mad wizard. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah, go huh? see Jerry, too. I got a whole bunch of stuff to work on with Jerry
1: all right so dina's already left and uh she uh, uh left you guys a copy of the lease and sir istival's also heading out the door and he's like yeah so you guys can come by and get your stuff whenever uh you're
3: always welcome <laughs> oh, to stop by you know, all that, shit house, you know, all that shit you left in my house you know whatever. shit you left in my closet
0: <laughs> sooner better but that's okay take your time but don't but it's right down the street right he's like our neighbor no, he's down on Wall Street.
1: You guys are, oh, do you want to see where you are on the Daggerford map? Sure. I would like to.
3: We're like two blocks away.
0: That's okay, I'd like to see it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know where I live in town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are
1: right here, pretty much in the middle.
3: Right on, right on. Oh, that's nice
1: right on the high road. And Lord Floshen lives right behind you there in 37. Yes. And the Lizard's Gizzard is right there, number 29. Oh, around the corner. Yeah, so you got a laundromat right around the corner. Pretty convenient. And where does Sir Estival live? He lives on the west side of town, right here by the wall. Okay,
2: yeah,
3: that's right thought. Yeah. Sir Estival's residence, number 10.
0: Huh. So we're kind of like where there's a lot of stuff happening around us. It's the
3: middle of the town. It's centrally located and conveniently close to...
2: Well, we're right next to the shanties. That doesn't seem like it's a nice neighborhood.
3: Mm, yeah, I guess. I heard it was up and coming. Hmm.
1: Alright. Alright, so you guys uh, leave your apartment above the trade of tools, and you head west to Jerry's. Helmix, Herbs, and Oddments. And um, when you get there you see a wooden sign out in front. It's like one of those A-frame signs and it's just sitting there right in the street. Sandwich board. Yeah, sandwich board. Yep, exactly. And it reads, get ready for the festival with those guys' merch (laughs) on sale inside. (laughs) And there's an arrow pointing into the shop.
2: I don't think I authorized any of this. (laughs) I think I did, didn't
3: I? I don't think you did. I think Jerry's being a bit of an entrepreneur here, and we're going to have to read him the riot act.
1: Yeah. So you head into the shop, and you find it uh, just as colorful and smoky as the last time you were here. Uh, but it's definitely more crowded than the last time. But it's not crowded with people. It's crowded with stuff. Uh, the shelves have more uh, items on them, and there are more displays showing off different new wares. And at one of these displays stands Jerry. And he's arranging items underneath a big sign that reads, those guys, heroes of the Sword Coast.
2: (laughs) Jerry! Jerry, what's going on?
1: He turns around, hey,
2: you guys are back,
1: awesome.
2: Hey, and then Esmir's gonna put a, do like a high five, low five kind of thing. And then when she does the low five, she's gonna pull it out and be like, too slow, Jerry. <laughs> oh, you
1: got me again,
2: Esmir. Yeah, too much pipe weed, buddy.
1: Aw, <laughs> oh, Esmir.
2: <laughs> hey, what's going on
1: here? Yeah, check it out, dudes. I made some those guys merch. And you guys see that he was um, he was arranging a display of plush those guys' dolls. So you see a Jake <laughs> with a shield, a Cullen with an axe, Elric with his glaive, and an Esmir with a harp. Nice. And hanging on the sides of this display are a bunch of those guys' T-shirts. And they look like they look like 80s heavy metal concert t-shirts, right? So you're drawn on them in like a, a heavy metal style with long flowing hair and your shirts are open. You're definitely more muscular in the drawings than you are in real life.
3: Wait, is my shirt open? Dare you. Go. I've got an 18 strength. I think my muscles are real.
1: Yeah, but you're definitely <laughs> much sexier in the, on the t-shirts. You look oh, like oh, you should be in like a White Snake music video,
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. or like or like on the cover of a heavy metal magazine. You know?
2: Yeah. Is there one? Right, is right, there right. one with Esme on a car on the hood of a car? On a wagon.
0: Yeah, on the hood <laughs> of a wagon. <laughs> the canvas, the canvas top of a wagon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so what do you guys
0: think? Do you like them? Oh,
2: they're They're fantastic! They're wonderful! Would it Um, be weird if I wore a t-shirt of myself?
1: No way! It'd be totally cool!
2: Alright, can I have one for free? Oh yeah, of course! So Esmir takes one and puts it on.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: I want this one where I'm riding long face and he's got flames coming out of
0: his nostrils. That's fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, dude, that's my favorite one. It's wonderful. Yeah, you know, Damron made all this stuff. He's like really good with like arts and crafts and stuff. Damron.
2: Yeah, where do we meet Damron?
1: He was the bard you guys met at the sticky pickle.
2: Oh that's oh, yeah. right. Yes. We, I, yeah. I was
1: like
0: right, trying to figure right, out right. where we the knew. The, name. the guy that I
2: got along with really well. Yep. Oh yeah, we sent them over here. Yeah. We told him to go hook up with Jerry.
3: Yeah, we sent him to He said he was trying to get to Daggerford, and we said when you get there you should look up Jerry.
0: And you gave him directions. Yeah. Right, right, right. So are you guys hanging out now? You and Damron? Yeah, Damron's totally cool. We like hang out all the time. We
1: knew you'd get along.
2: Is he in the band yet?
1: Oh no. Cameron totally sucks at music band <laughs> he's like awful so he's not in the band I made him like a roadie oh. and he uses his magic to make like cool uh, smoke and magic lights for a totally psychedelic light show
2: oh that's nice
1: yeah we're like that. totally sold out wherever we play now <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's pretty cool you gotta have a good stage presence yeah for sure yes
0: are you playing tomorrow at the festival?
3: Of
1: course we are, man. We're headlining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: That is wonderful. Uh, maybe we'll show up and move some merch for you. Oh, that would be sweet.
0: Jerry, we have to have a little bit of, of, of a talk of what you're doing here. You we know.
3: need to get our beak wet. You understand what I'm saying? Nah, dude, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea
1: what you're saying, man.
3: Well, you know, we need a little taste, you know, a cut, a percentage. Ah,
1: okay. Well, uh, take a t-shirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, Jerry, this is the deal. If you use our, our names to sell merch, you have to donate 10% of all of the proceeds from these to a good charitable uh place oh okay
1: uh sure so like what charitable place should i donate
3: to i want my cut to go to the lizard's gizzard yeah those downtrodden people need help
2: we could each pick our own but you have to do bookkeeping and if the, the numbers don't add up Esmir's gonna get upset do you understand what i'm saying
1: Oh uh, i totally understand for sure
2: Okay, because you don't want to be on the bad side of those guys. You want to be on the good side.
1: Totally. I'll have my dad help me with that. He's like good with books, you know.
2: Okay. Hey, I got something for you. For me? And then Esmir's going to go through her backpack, and she's going to say, Jerry's necklace! And then it's going to come up, and she's going to pull out the necklace, the cloaker tooth necklace that she made for him. Check this out, bro. Whoa.
1: That is hardcore. <laughs>
2: that You know what that is? Do you know what this is?
1: No. What is that?
2: It's a frickin' cloaker tooth.
1: Ooh. What the fuck's a cloaker? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you have any monster manuals here?
3: No, I don't. Oh, jeez. Well, it's a monster. It's a bad guy. It looks like a cloak, but when you pick it up, it bites your head. Whoa, that's fucking messed
1: up, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of something so crazy.
2: It's, it is I'll crazy. I'll never forget it. And then, see the necklace here? See the rope? Yeah. I made this rope from Fegar Grin's uh, clothes.
3: You know the red <laughs> wizard they're keeping up at the castle. Yeah.
2: It's part of his cloak. I ripped it off, and I braided it, and I made the ne- the neck part.
3: That is
1: so rad.
2: This is this is going to be something that's going to be in a museum someday,
1: Jerry, for sure. And so he puts the necklace on and he's checking it out and he's like, "This is awesome. Thanks, Esmir. It's so metal."
2: <laughs> you look so you cool before, but you look really badass right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> this
1: is like the coolest gift. Thanks, Esmir.
2: All right, okay, hold on. And I go back into my backpack. I'm like, I got a better idea for the merchandising here. Okay, just here, come over here. And I find a table and I pull out, out of my backpack a rolled up piece of scroll or whatever. And then I unroll it and I slam it down on the table. I'm like, check this out. And it's the wanted poster.
1: Whoa. You guys are
2: Wanted? That is so hardcore. (laughs) Okay, can can you picture this now, Jerry? Take this exact Wanted poster, okay? Yeah. And merch it, just get it out there everywhere and then put those guys Wanted Dead or Alive on there.
1: Whoa, I just got a cool idea for a song. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I bet um, Dameron could do some cool stuff with this.
2: And then you make a t-shirt with this on the front and then on the back say, sorry, we killed your ninjas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's
3: just haunting everybody. Sorry, we killed your ninjas. Not sorry. (laughs) Not Sorry.
1: In the little parentheses underneath. Yeah, this is awesome. I'll have Dameron take a look. He'll come up with a cool design. Like I said, he's really good at that stuff.
2: Yeah, that's cool. And I want you to make me a flag.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm hoping that she doesn't commission him to make a tapestry.
2: Oh, Oh, you're making one. Oh, you're making one. I want a real nice one of this. So, let me ask you something, Jerry. Have you come across any
0: really cool magic things lately? Yeah, because, uh, you know, my dad
1: finally got back from Waterdeep with some new stuff. And, you know, he said he spent so much extra time in Waterdeep because the roads, you know, were unsafe before you guys cleaned him up, right? So he ended up buying another wagon load of stuff and he just left this morning to go pick it up. So yeah, we got a whole bunch of cool new stuff and there's
3: more on the way. Nice. Whatever happened to, uh, you know, the Tour Le Trade, their inventory? Where did it end up? Oh yeah,
1: poor Uncle Frank, such a bummer. He was totally cool. Yeah. But yeah, so my uh, my dad bought a bunch of that stuff at the auction the other day. Mm. So now you can purchase any adventuring gear from the player's handbook here at Helmix Herbs and Oddments. We're like expanding, man. We're gonna go beyond Oddments to like, you know, regular stuff.
0: (laughs) Like a supermarket. (laughs) Did you get anything that looks like a little Cthulhu figurine? What the fuck's a Cthulhu? (laughs) Do you know what an octopus is? Uh, Like a bulbous headed thing with eight tentacles. Yeah. Yes. Did you get any? It's like a small figurine. figurine.
1: Hmm. You have? You know what? Yeah, it was this little small statue of a dude with an octopus head, and I thought it was so cool that I turned it into a rad pipe. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I get real sleepy after I smoke out of it. I mean, like more than usual.
2: Uh,
0: let me just say this: uh, what do they what do they say as me? Dude, dude. Let me tell you about that. Pipe that rad pipe, you call it. <laughs> you need to run far, like like hundreds and hundreds, like run for two ten days. Get that thing as far away from you as possible because it is cursed. Listen, the place where we are staying now is only vacant because of the man who died there. Whoa! You see, this dungeon master killed him, you'll see. <laughs> They're trying to frame me. I whispered to him. <laughs> They're trying to frame me, but
3: I know who it was. I know Do who Do you it really is. think throwing the GM under the
0: bus is the right <laughs> approach? Probably not, but he's not supposed to be listening right now. I'm trying to be... <laughs> so you're telling me this pipe I made is cursed it is cursed and oh man yes i accidentally uh i made a bad mistake you see jerry i sold it to to him and uh and he died of exhaustion because that is what this cursed object does with you smoking out of it (laughs) not a good idea jerry not a good idea at all
3: where is it
1: it's right here behind the counter and he goes back there and he pulls it out he's like here it is and you guys see uh that he carved a hole in the head there's like a stem coming out of one of the tentacles oh man this sucks i really like this pipe it's so wicked looking
3: i it does look really cool but you know
0: it's also evil.
2: Yes. Evil. But also, you'll end up really dead.
0: Yes. So it's not worth it. It's your it.
2: choice, buddy. Yes.
0: Well, I don't want
1: it anymore. Here, you take it.
2: I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it.
3: <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. I'll take it. Care of it for you. Right on, dude. And he like quickly hands it to you. So I take it from him, and I go outside immediately, and I set it on the ground as soon as I walk out the door, and I take my axe and I take a good swing at it and see if I can smash it. All right, you
1: put it down on the street and you bring your axe down hard on it. And it smashes into pieces. And then from out of the scattered pieces, slithers an inky black smoke. Uh And this smoke begins to quickly swirl around and coalesce into a humanoid shape. (sighs) And when it completes Uh its form, two glowing red eyes appear in its head, which has now taken the shape of a skull. And then it lets out a horrid, ear-piercing scream, and then it flies past you, Cullen, through the door, back into the store. And you guys in the store, you guys hear this scream, and you turn towards the door, and you see a wispy, black, like, ghost with glowing red eyes fly through the door through the actual door, right? Oh no. And it flies into the room and it stops about 20 feet in front of you and it focuses its red eyes on you and then it lets out another ghostly wail and then it quickly sinks down into the floor and disappears. What? (laughs) It went into the floor? It went
2: into the floor?
1: (laughs) Yep, like a misty ghost, it just sank into the floor. It's going down. It's
2: not in the room anymore. Yup. Everyone, roll initiative. Oh no. Uh, Esmir slams her hand down on the table and rolls her eyes. She's like, we're on our break. God <laughs> damn <stand it." laughs>
3: Eleven. Seven. Nine. Oh, poops.
1: All right, so Cullen, you're next. Uh, You just smash the idol with your ax, you uh, release something ethereal and something evil uh, out of it and it has uh, flown through the door back into Jerry's shop. What do you do?
3: I thought it would bounce off like the one ring. Jesus, I didn't know it was gonna break. I
0: wanted to bury it.
3: (laughs) So, okay, I I see it move through the door, right? So I see it go. so I run back inside. Yeah. Well, I move my normal movement, I guess, 30, 30 into the room. Okay. And then I say to Jerry, Jerry, you got a basement.
1: And Jerry's standing behind the counter looking totally freaked out. And he's like, no, man, there's, there's no basement to this shop. Oh, no. Dude, what in the nine hells was that?
3: It was inside the idol, you maniac. <laughs> the one you've been smoking. Whoa. I was smoking that? (laughs) Oh, I guess you must've been at least parts of it. You
1: gonna do anything else, Colin?
3: I don't, there's no basement, so I don't know what to do. So I just like, like, Esmeralda, what should we do?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's coming back.
3: All right, Esmir, so you watched as
1: uh, Cullen ran out of the shop with the idol, and then a few seconds later, an evil-looking ghost flew into the shop and disappeared into the floor, and then Cullen ran
2: back in yelling, what do we do? is going to stomp her feet on the ground and say, get back up here, you creepy ringwraith guy. We want to kill you. We need, it. we need some experience points. <laughs>
3: We also don't want to take out something we can't win.
2: Oh, we can kick that guy's ass. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm gonna, it, this is Jerry behind the counter, right? Yeah. I'm gonna jump up onto the table. Jerry, be ready to duck, okay? We don't need to be losing <laughs> any, any more shopkeepers, okay? We don't have nowhere to shop. <laughs> so I jump up on the table and Esmer's like, got her hands out to her sides and she's gonna ready a fireball. Come at me, bro.
1: All right. Uh, do you want to use your bonus action to move the giant badger? Giant badger needs a name.
2: <laughs> oh, this is a different badger.
1: Yeah, this is the giant badger.
2: Badgie 2.0. <laughs> I'm on the counter with Jerry um, in well, in front of Jerry. And uh-huh. I'm going to have Badgie kind of go over a little bit to the side and kind of, you know, create like a barrier kind of in case something else comes in here.
3: Okay.
2: We gotta come up with the better name for a badgie two point badge.
3: the Badger two thousand. Big, big badge. He's made from a polymameric alloy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh looks like Colin
1: has released something evil from the cursed idol, and it is now somewhere in the shop. Everyone's looking down at the floor, waiting for it to reemerge. What do you do?
0: Okay, I'm gonna try to to um Turn the undead. Okay. This, so I'm reading the thing, it says turn slash destroy undead. At the bottom it says cleric destroy undead. When an undead fails its saving throw against your turn undead feature, the creature is instantly destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So can I try to destroy it right now or do I have to turn it first?
1: No, it's the same power. But now at your level, uh, level six, if you turn creatures that are half CR or lower, instead of turning, they'll just be destroyed. Die. Yep. All right, I'm gonna try it out. Okay. So I'll roll its wisdom saving throw and try to beat a 15. All right, so you you call out your prayer to turn the undead. And as your uh, divine words fill the room, you hear a painful ghostly wail
3: come from beneath the shop. So we don't know if it's dead. It did fail the save. Right. So you heard it. We heard it. What did you need to kill it? What what was your maximum amount of damage you could do?
1: Well, it doesn't do damage. It's just that uh, at his level, he can destroy undead that are a half CR or lower. Mm. Which is, what is
0: half CR?
1: CR is the challenge rating. Uh, every creature has one. And it basically tells you how tough they are. Okay. Right? So the higher the CR, the tougher they are. Gotcha. And they start out at an eighth and then quarter, half, one, two, three, all the way up into the 20s
0: for like ancient dragons. Okay. Gotcha. So that's pretty weak, uh, half. So I, I, he's obviously way powerful than that. But I uh, turned him. So, if his plan was to come up from under the ground, he can't do that now. Yeah. Like, if he was going to be, like, sneak attacking us through the floor, he can't do that right now because he's got to spend his next turn and f- turns going forward just trying to uh, break that.
3: Yeah. So, it's either dead or it's not. And if it's not, then it might show up any time. It's
0: one or the yeah. other. He's not dead. We know that. Saying,
3: so it could yeah. just show up then. At yes, any
0: moment. at any yeah. time. <laughs> but we're in trouble now because we can't just leave Jerry with this spirit in his floor. Mm. Okay, now it's AC's turn. What's he gonna do?
2: Um I'm gonna have him go over behind Jerry. Let's go. Go, hey, AC. Go over on Jerry's shoulder and keep an eye on him. So Jerry's got AC on his shoulder now.
1: Whoa! Check me out. I'm like a wizard. <laughs> <It> just.
2: <laughs> Stop talking,
1: shush. Can I borrow this for my next gig? <laughs> All right, Cullen. The rate's nowhere to be seen, and everyone's nervously looking around the
3: shop. What do you do? Um so well nothing's happening, so but we're still in Initiative, so I'm assuming that it could return at any moment, or when Jake's uh, turn on dead spell eventually wears off at some point and I'm going to just move closer to everybody so that if it tries going after us as individual targets, maybe we can uh, help each other out better. Okay. So I walk between Jake and Esmeralda who's still standing on the bar I I say, back to back Back to back It might show up at any moment Oh yeah. And I'm gonna take the um the dodge action. Okay. So if it shows up suddenly, I'll be ready to dodge. As long as we're in initiative, then anything could happen
2: still. We could all die. We could all not die. We could stay here all night.
0: Hmm. It seems like we're never gonna get to sleep in our new place.
2: We could just shop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're you're standing on the
1: counter. Everyone's clustered together around you, scanning the shop waiting for something bad to happen. What do you do?
2: Um, I don't know, I'm
0: looking at all my new, I have
2: so many, there's so much going on in my brain right now, cause I'm a bard. That's crazy. Maybe
0: this is a time to coax Jerry into giving us some magic stuff.
1: <laughs> Jerry,
0: what does this do? Over here, aisle two, bin
1: number eight <laughs> A. <laughs> those are those like stress balls.
0: You like squeeze them to like reduce stress. <laughs> Jake squeezes it and it breaks it open the sand rushes out onto the floor <sighs> knickknacks
2: um, actually I'm going to I'm going to be like I'm going to um, so I'm standing on the table and my harps behind me you know how guitarists have their harps behind them and they swing them around <laughs> <Yeah>. so is <Esmere's laughs> going to swing her she's going to grab her uh, Harp from around her back, and she's like, this one's for you, Jerry. And then um, I'm gonna say, I seem to have an invisible touch. And then I'm gonna... (laughs) I'm gonna make Jerry invisible. You're gonna make Jerry invisible? Yeah.
1: Okay, cool.
2: We can't lose another shopkeeper, like I said. (laughs) Hide somewhere safe, buddy. That's right.
1: (laughs) Jerry's like, whoa! This is sick, man. Check me out. <laughs> Check
2: down, bro. Or, you know, you could do weird stuff now. You can just leave and go do stuff around town, unless I break my concentration.
1: I can't leave the store. My dad will kill me. <laughs> no, that's OK. He'll,
2: he can't kill you if you're dead.
1: You know what? I've got to hide under the counter.
2: Yeah, hide, bro. Do it. Okay, so I invisibled him. <laughs>
1: <Okay>.
0: <laughs> invisibled. <laughs> He's all invisible now. This is desperation. <laughs> Calling, yelling out to turn the undead
2: and making Jerry invisible. And I he, don't want him I, to die. He's it's cool. It's like preparation. And it's not like the DM's going to protect him.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. We all know about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: okay. uh... Do you want to use your bonus for Badgie 2.0? Big Badge. Big Badge,
3: mm. Big Badge, no, he's just
2: I like gonna... Two, I
3: like Badge 2.0.
2: Badge 2.0? What do we call him for short, two point?
3: <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> two point. <laughs> he's a giant this badge. That's rapper name. That's his rapper name, two point. <laughs> okay, no, he's just gonna say that.
1: Okay. Jake, uh, it seems like you turned the wraith, uh, but you have no idea where it might be. It can move through solid objects, so it could be anywhere. What do you do?
2: Huh. Oh, we're getting toyed with. We're getting toyed
0: with. Um, it must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. Mm-hmm. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. So it's either going to run away further, or... Cower in a corner, but in the
3: ethereal plane, there's... Oh my goodness! The ring! I can step into the
0: ethereal plane and see if Fro, I can see
2: him. You got you got the Frodo ring.
0: What have you been holding out for, man? What's not my turn? <laughs> he just had an epiphany. Are you going to do anything, Jake? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Oh my
2: god. Cullen,
0: not, you look a, like you I just hear, had an epiphany. I hear Cullen over there. Yeah, right. It sounds like he had some epiphany, and I'm just going to stop. Okay. And look over at him. What are you mumbling about over there, boy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Cullen, what are you going to do?
3: I, I whip. Uh, I whip the uh, little pyramid pyram- pyram- pyramidoidal pir- pyramidical. The, the pointy thing. The thingy. thingy,
2: thingy a ring. The pointy thingy my, ringy.
3: The pointy out of my thingy. Out pocket. <laughs> and it's I, a stone. The heart stone. Yeah, it's like a little store. It's a pyramid. Pir- Pyramidic? Pyramid shaped. Yes.
2: What?
3: It's a pebble. It's, big <laughs> I it was it's a like, big
2: pebble. It's, it's a big, big pebble. I thought it was big like pebbles.
3: a D4 or something. I thought it was pyramid-like. No, it's just a shiny black stone. Oh, okay. It's, it's just a pipeweed
2: It's a pipe weed. It's the pipe weed. Okay.
3: A little stone. I grip it in my hand and I see the magic words.
1: All right, you squeeze the hard stone and you uh, focus on the ethereal plane. You feel the stone begin to heat up in your palm. And then suddenly you're in the ethereal plane. And suddenly the world around you has lost all its color. Everything's just in shades of gray. Except for you, you're still in color, right? You look at yourself, you still see color.
3: Mm. And you also
1: see Esmir and Jake over there looking a little surprised, right? Because you just suddenly vanished. Yeah. What the? And you scan the ethereal plane around you, but you don't see the wraith anywhere.
3: Um, I'm gonna move uh, 30 feet towards the, let's see. could He have gone, could have gone in any direction. I'm going to move 30 feet towards the outer wall and see if um, it puts him into my field of vision.
0: Okay. God, what the hell happened?
1: Feet. Okay, so you make your way across the store, scanning the room as you go, looking for the scary wraith. Yeah. And you don't see anything out of place.
3: Huh. Hmm.
1: But then something catches your eye. Through the front window, you see something in color. Someone is standing across
3: the street. Oh, my goodness.
2: Curran! Does he see Curran?
3: What is it?
1: It's a naked woman with really long black hair. It hangs down over her face, and it completely obscures her face, and it hangs down her chest and past her knees. It's really long hair. Mm -hmm. And she is completely drenched in blood. Whoa. Oh no. Her hair is soaked in it. It's dripping off her and pooling around her like she just uh, stepped out of a blood shower. Oh, no. And in her hands, she holds what looks like intestines and guts.
0: Yeah. What the hell? And
1: even though you can't see her face, you're pretty sure she's looking right at you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, oh,
0: boy. That's not good. Yeah.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right. So the mysterious evil of the octopus-headed statue has been revealed. And we have our, uh, our first fight in Daggerford, if I'm remembering correctly. And I think they're all a little surprised by it because, you know, Daggerford has been a safe place where you role play and shop. Like Esmir said, it's our day off. And it probably would be a day off if they had just gotten rid of that little statuette. And it's funny. I've been I've been kind of thinking about this. It's funny that you know a random trinket from the trinket table in the player's handbook would turn into you know such a big storyline in the campaign. But you know that's one of the cool things about tabletop role playing games. You know something you as the GM uh, you know think that's uh, just you know, a throwaway or, you know, something you just added in as flavor suddenly becomes important because of what the players do with it. And usually it's fun for the GM when something like that happens because all of the, you know, possible storylines that start running through your head, you know, what can I do with this? Where can it go? And to me, that's fun, right? I love trying to come up with those uh, scenarios. And it also shows the importance of the trinket table. You know, a lot of players, you know, myself included, are like, you know, what's this for? What do I need a trinket for? But now uh, I'm a true believer in trinkets. And, uh, you know, even if they don't pick one during character creation, I'm definitely going to be dropping them here and there as part of loot that they find in their adventures. Like I did with the statuette. And even if it doesn't turn into anything, you know, story-wise, it could lead to a, a lot of fun role-playing. And I hope you're enjoying our role-playing and our apartment hunting. <laughs> if you'd like uh, more of that kind of stuff, check out our Patreon page and consider joining up where you can hear the bits that I cut out. Because if you think that's all the talk about hiring a Steno, well, you're wrong. Uh, there was a bunch more. Uh, there's also a revisit to Jake's Singed Nipples. And more talk about a name for their adventuring group. I'm not kidding. Three years later, and they're still trying to come up with a name. I mean, those guys uh, is our email. Those guys at RollRadio.com. So it's not going to change now, guys. Uh, you can also support us with tips in the show description, you can buy some Roll Radio merch from RollRadio.com, uh, and you can support us by going to FanRollDice.com and buying some awesome dice and dice accessories. Make sure you put in the promo code ROLLRADIO, one word, all caps. And the game we're rolling dice for is Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. The Roll Radio theme is by Andrew Capone at andrewcapone-composer.com, and all the in-game music and sound effects are from sirenscape.com. All right, thanks again for listening, everybody, and tune in next time to see where that wraith went and who is this mysterious blood-soaked
2: figure hanging out in the ethereal plane.